closing that the city of Spokane Valley issue a proclamation stating that our city is a Second Amendment sanctuary city. Welcome to the fire. Welcome to the fire. Hello, church and state listeners. You're with me, Pastor Gabe, and we are at day one of the Reawaken America tour. Clay Clark and General Flynn have been working hard, voraciously, like pit bulls, for months and months and months. Clay and his team set uh, the daunting task of finding an agricultural building big enough to house this many patriots. It's like a lofty church, and it kind of smells like, you know, the effervescence of farm animals. <laughs> Heading zip. <laughs> yep. But there's an anointing that is thick in this building. We've had worship with the Influence Worship Team. We've had Amanda Grace, and, and we have had earlier this afternoon, we had Julie Green, Julie Green Ministries. She is a prophetess. We've recently had her on the Church and State Show. Caleb cannot be with me, so I have my second best option, which is my sister-in-law, Rachel, who's also a podcaster. So we, we, you know, we share one thing in common. We love Jesus Christ, all three of us. So we're on the same wavelength. I'm outnumbered by the, uh, the, the estrogen levels here, though. So all you, all you guys, pray for me. With the rise of the BRICS nations, uh, you've got a lot of nations that are gathering together and they're all doing a gold-backed currency. The United States is not and uh, the petrodollar is starting to fail. And my suggestion to all of you would be to get behind gold and silver because that is the currency that is always going to have value. I might not be a gold or silver guru, but I wanna have something tangible in my hands at the end of the day. So I would definitely recommend every one of you go to BH dash pm.com all you got to do is look around and see that the price of of everything is increasing gold and silver is on the rise it's being artificially suppressed you want to schedule a consultation right now so that your families don't end up in the bread line and you're saying please sir can i have some more stop waiting what are you waiting for four years from now prices are going to be absolutely astronomical go to bh dash pm.com get a consultation now you definitely want to mention church and state it will get you the best prices it will get you the best consultation advice. Use Church and State when you go to bh-pm.com. But yeah, so Caleb and I asked you the last time we had on this show, what, 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 you know, what was God putting on your heart? We talked about the Newsweek article that came after you. They targeted you, and they didn't even call you out by name in the title. They, I think they, they used the term prophet or something like that. And I asked you ber verbatim, like, are you a prophet on the show? And you said... The most humble thing. Do you remember what you said? I said that I had been called to the prophet's office. Yes. And, and you said, I, I don't introduce myself as prophetess. I don't have a business card. I'm Julie Green. And Caleb and I, I was talking off air about you. And I said, that's a prophet. You know why? Because the level of humility. And she said she operates in the office of prophet. A lot of people call themselves a prophet. But true sign of, of somebody operating as a prophet is they're making other prophets. And, you know, I think the Lord has someday down the road people who you're probably already pointing into now who are going to be prophets as well. Yeah. So I just want to th say thank you for being on the show. Yes, it's been awesome. I, I loved our last show together, so I'm really looking forward to this one too and see what God's going to say because I never know what God's going to say. Amen. <laughs> yeah. yep. How dare you go off script? I know. That's so prophetic of you. <laughs> <laughs> so... Caleb and I were once talking, we were talking about, what are you going to speak up? What did you, I, I didn't get to hear any of it because I've been back here with this, you know, you can hear in the background things are going on, but I didn't get to hear what you said. So can you fill us in and our listeners what, what God had for the people? Sure. One of the things that the Lord woke me up uh, to yesterday morning and I just heard this word was never surrender. 
Wow. Two words, never surrender. And he doesn't want his people to surrender. And that's one thing we have to realize. America is not dead. God's not dead. This country is not going to go by the wayside. The enemies are not winning. God has said the enemies are finished. And so we have to realize that God is an undefeated God. And he lives on the inside of us. And he is in control. It is not man. It is not these rogue governments. It's not the lies and the propaganda from the news media. It is not the globalists. They're not in control. God is in control. He created this earth. He's Elohim. He created this earth. And it's like to think man can overthrow God, it is absolutely just... That's why God sits in heavens and laughs. Yeah. I have to say that. He sits in heavens and laughs because they think they're so smart. So. You're quoting Psalm 2, which I love that verse because it's like they plot on how to break their bands. And it's very interesting is when back in feudal days... Um, I don't know if you've ever seen any type of Lord of the Rings type movies where uh, uh, a squire or somebody who is a landowner would have a copper band on their wrist and they would swear fealty to the king and they would say, you know, whatever you want, king. And here's the thing is there's bands that have been put on lower G's, very small G's. There's, there's archons, which Paul said, we pray not against flesh and blood, but against spirits, principalities, lower archons, these things that have bands, they've been put under the, the power of God. And they answer to him, and they say, how can we break our bands off so that we can do whatever we want? And God's response is he absolutely giggles. I know. <laughs> and you're seeing it up front firsthand, and you're seeing across, like, the nation, people waking up, um, your listeners, which is huge in number. I'm very, very encouraged. You know, whether I, whether I see anything remotely with church and state to the level of what you're doing, it encourages me that God's people are waking up because they are so behind you. They're so behind Amanda. Uh, Amanda. They're so behind his glory. They're, they're behind all these ministries. It's very interesting. You cannot shut God's people up. They're not surrendering. They're not surrendering at all. No, I was, I was kicked off YouTube five times. Okay, five times. And I said, okay, Lord, I got kicked off. What do you want me to do? And he's like, Rumble. So I got on Rumble. And I, I had been on there, but I hadn't really been posting that much because Rumble's, you know, I love it. But it wasn't as big as YouTube. Right. And I said, Lord, you're the one who brings the increase. I call in the increase. I thank you, Father God, yes, for yes. it. That your word's going to touch the four corners of this world. And I thank you, Father God, for bringing everyone that you need to hear your word. And that's exactly it. The increase is all in God. It does not have anything to do with, you know, I'm just special or anything like that. No, it is truly God. Because... I know where I came from. I know what I can do, but I can do all things through Christ. And that's what I tell everybody. If you are willing, God will use you mightily. When I was in a dark space in my life, I was very suicidal, very panicked, and very sick. And I said, God, take my life. Do something with it. I never thought. And I looked at him the other day. I was like looking up in the heavens. And I was like, Lord, I never imagined this. You took it so like way beyond my human reasoning. And I said, and I just thanked him for it. I said, because it is all him. And that's why before I get on the camera every morning, before I get on any stage, I said, Lord, think through my mind, speak through my lips, what your people need to hear from you. Not my plan, not my will, but your will is done. Are you a crier? Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm like, people are probably call me the, the crying prophet sometimes if they call me that because I'm just like, there are times when the anointing hits me so hard and the Lord is giving a word. 
and sometimes they're very forceful, sometimes they're very powerful. It's almost like I'm yelling. It's almost like a, like the lion is roaring. Yeah. And there's other times I'm just crying because it's a love of God, the right. compassion of God for his people. He just wants his people to know him. He wants his people to fight. He wants his people to stand. He wants his people to believe. And that is my every day why I get up. I want them to know him and how awesome he is. I can, I can say that whenever people advance publicly, and obviously some people can cheat the system and every once in a while try to get glorified and they get glorified, but it's always temporary. It's like a house of cards that comes down. But when somebody gets elevated, it's not because of their public persona. It's because the private persona. What happens in that carpet time, what I, what I call my snot time before the Lord. <laughs> yes. there's, there's like every once in a while, well, every time I watch a Chosen episode, yes. my family will be sitting on the couch with me and something will hit me where Dallas Jenkins will put something in there to where the pastor in me sees it and it like breaks me. And then what happens is an ugly cry starts yep. to come out of me in front of all my family. But there's an even uglier cry when we're by ourselves. And I know that you've been, been doing that. And that's yeah. the reason why God's elevating you is because all of creation is groaning for the revealing of the sons and daughters. And that's you too. You, I know for sure there's a uniqueness. God is, God is delivering, hand delivering. Esther's. He's like hand delivering them. God pulled you out. You're, what was interesting is I didn't know you were a PK until you told us on the show. And then you were associate pastor for years, but yet you were struggling with suicide. Yeah. Speak to that because there's so many people in church who look at pastor's daughters. They look at them and they think they are so put together. Everything they do, they literally, sorry to be, this is kind of crass, but they toot or, or fart Christian <laughs> farts. That's, that's, that's what think. People who are in church see sons and daughters, pastors' daughters, pastors' sons, and they think, I can never live up to that. T talk to that. You know, I tell everybody all the time, don't put us on a pedestal. Don't put any of us that are behind the pulpit, anybody else who are on a stage and put us on a pedestal, because you know what? We have had struggles in our own life. We have had those tests. We have had those trials. And that's why even though I was a pastor's kid and I loved the Lord and I never gave up on God, I really truly didn't. I just gave up on myself and that was different. I never gave up on him, I just gave up on myself. And the last time that was very suicidal was actually in 2020, August of 2020. It was not because of COVID. It truly, truly had nothing to do. I thought, It was just know, happening at the same time. It was happening at the same time. And I, I just thought I was holding my family back. And I just was like, Lord, I'm just done with this. I've been struggling with anxiety and panic attack. I've been struggling with uh, pain and, and sickness every day of my life. I haven't really had any freedom. I haven't really had any peace in my mind whatsoever. And, and the pain in my body and the sickness is, is just overwhelming every single day. And, you know, and I struggle personally alone. I didn't want to tell people that because you feel like, if you are a pastor's kid, you feel like you are a, a associate pastor, that you shouldn't have these problems. So if you say anything, they're going to judge you or not believe in you anymore or not right. listen to what God is saying. So I struggled alone. And then one time I was walking and the Lord said, Julie, you need to see my, yourself through my eyes and how I see you and not how the world sees you. And you are not broken. You are not this. And he just kept going on and you're not a failure and you're not this... And he said, you are the glue that's holding your children and your husband to me. And I did not know what that meant. But it was so beautiful because I said, Lord, all these tests that I've been going through, all this hell that I really have been going through on a daily basis, I said, if you can just save one person through me, I'm willing to stay here. I'm willing to fight. I'm willing to stand. And I'm willing to give them your word. Just 
do whatever you need. Just take my life and do something with it to further your kingdom, and I will do it. And that's what he's done. He took me out of a darkness, a despair, uh, a, a, just a hopeless situation, a darkness that I saw no light at the end of the tunnel. I saw no way out of it, and he took me out. Wow. Rachel, I want you to, I want you to lob a question at her. <laughs> oh, there's lots Come of on. questions, but... Um, oh, this is oh. one. I'm sorry. Oh. Fell off my hand. <laughs> sorry. So, I always have been taught and learned that, you know, the enemy will try to go after the ones with the biggest callings. Have you seen that come to fruition in your walk? And just talking about a little bit of, you know, your past as well. Yeah, because one of the things that I really struggled with is I, I asked one time, I asked the Lord, this was in 2020 or 2019 or 2020, I said, Lord, why is the devil picking on me so much? Because if it's not one thing that is struggling, it's another thing. If it's not one test or one trial or one adversity or this or that, it's something else. It's constant. It's always constant. It was like he was just pounding me with an arsenal of all these problems. And you just like, you, you fall down, you get back up, and you fall down, you get back up, and you're just like, when is that, that fight ever going to at least it relax itself? And even though that I have gotten to that darkness, I got into that, per, you know, that, that despair, we get persecuted all the time still, you know? And, but now I can look at it and I can laugh. Now I can look at it and say, Satan, you're stupid, because the greater ones on the inside of me, the heat's in the world, I'm not going to fall for this junk. Even like, even when we got here, there were certain things before we got to this building, certain things have happened, attacks on myself, attacks on my, my team, and we knew where these were coming from. And we're like, nope, they're not going to happen. They're not going to prosper against us. It just makes me even more mad. So instead of cowering, instead of giving in, and instead of quitting, it just rises up a more like righteous indignation, like, you just did this to me again. I'm not going to allow it. I'm, the more you're doing this to me, the more I'm just going to keep fighting. I'm just going to keep fighting. I won't shut up. Yeah, you have more authority over it when yeah. you overcome something. That's good. So I'm going to ask a question that's kind of like towards the female species. I'm going to say that. <laughs> you can't. You. So my sister's single, and the world looks at single women and men as you're somehow, especially in Christian circles, it's weird, you're somehow incomplete if you don't have a spouse, okay? Speak to that here in a second. But then also, if that wasn't hard enough for women to go through, they look at women of God who are married, and if you have an elevated position or a voice, that's somehow demeaning to your husband, or you know, how dare you as a woman of God? A lot of people misinterpret the scripture and say, it's, it's wrong for a woman to preach. I know people out there who think Amanda and yourself are actually biblically unsound. No, the Bible is very specific. Paul's talking about elders, and then he talks about women being pastors. He's not talking about women preaching, okay? We, we also have stories, accounts, like we talked about it. Philip's daughters, Philip, you know, who, who goes and he, he converts the Ethiopian who's reading the Bible, or he's actually reading the Torah. He, he tells them the gospel, baptizes them. Same Philip at home has four prophetess daughters. Four. Imagine having four of you two. <laughs> Poor Philip. No wonder he was on the road doing ministry. And he, they were so empowered. So can you talk to address the single ladies and then also address the married ladies who are being hit with like, you can't, you can't be out there because it's, it might, stepping out and being bold is, is kind of a slap in the face to your husband, which I, I disagree with both. I 100% disagree with both because I tell people like, okay, when you think, sit and think, God said in Joel and he said in Acts, 
that my daughter shall prophesy. And yes. it's like, where do people not get this? I know. He said it more than one time that my daughter shall prophesy, my young men shall dream dreams, and, and Old so on men, and so on. Yeah, young and, men and dream like, dreams and visions. This is a Daughters part prophesy. of right now we're living in. And also, when you talk about somebody who's single, it's like they're not because they got God. He is the he is the your number two. He is that person that's with you. So you're never alone. You're never without him. And even though you may not have a physical spouse, God is your source. He is with you wherever you go. And so and then when a person who is married, it's like just like my husband. It was like, well, thank you for sharing her with the world. And he's like, what? Like I didn't like I'm not holding her back. And I is like I love the fact that she can go and do what God has called her to do. I, I I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see what God is doing in her life. And it's like and another thing about women, you know, like they're out there preaching or out there being prophesying. And it's like God uses who is willing. Yes. He doesn't. One of the things that the Lord said to me one day when I said, Lord, because I was getting so much persecution about being a female. Knowing being a female that I'm out there preaching, I'm getting fe like the persecution from being a prophet or being the prophet's office. And I said, Lord, what is this? And he said, I'm not a sexist God. Come on. I will okay. use who is willing and obedient to be used right. by me. And he said, you know what? I don't look at your gender. I look at your heart. Yes. And that's where the religion has got in, trying to destroy that fact that God will use women. He used Deborah. He used Mary to do something very profound, obviously, by having and bearing Jesus Christ. And you think, so you think about all the powerful Esther, how she was a powerful woman who saved a nation. Come on. She was a powerful queen. And so God can, and Esther was another one who was like, kind of like, God, why are you using me? And there was times I was asking, God, there's 8 billion people on this earth. You could have used anybody else. And that was, I was asking the wrong question. And one of the things I have to say is I, I, I say, thank God, thank you. Because you could have chose somebody else. You could have looked over me and you didn't. And I thank you for giving me this opportunity to be able to speak wherever you want me to speak and do whatever you want me to do. And that's why it's humbling because taking somebody who was that bad, even though I loved him and I knew it wasn't from him and I knew it was just an attack from the enemy, but taking somebody who's so broken to be able to help other people who are broken. Yes. Amen. So we're on the theme. We're just going to stay with this. The, the estrogen, level, estrogen level is like high enough to where it's like, I, this is good. I'm not, I know I'm joking, but... I have a daughter, and I only have one, and she knows, she jokes about it, she goes, I know, I'm your favorite. <laughs> so she's, but I, I love it, I would kill armies for her, and I really love that her husband, who she married, would absolutely kill armies for her. Talk to me about how you and your earthly father, and then how you heavenly father have connected. Any, any hurdles or any, because being a pastor's daughter, there's a lot of pressure. He's a pastor, correct? So much pressure on pastors. Not enough time. Plenty of issues with the congregants. Sheep are nasty. They love to bite. Sheep, sheep are just horrible sometimes. They love to bite the shepherd. So what was it like growing up with that? How did that, did God mend his view of himself? Because we see sometimes our father through the lens of who our earthly fathers are. You know, there were so many, like I saw my dad, you know, so many struggles that he had, so many things that he went with. And because we didn't have a very big congregation. And I did see certain things like that happen with him. And I remember just praying about it. And I was praying that God would give him more strength to see that no matter what it looks like, I don't care if you're preaching to five people, preaching to 10 people, you're preaching to 20 people, you're preaching to 100, that we are faithful in the few and God will bring us the many. God is the one who brings us the increase. 
And seeing my dad just keep over and over and over for so many years, not quitting, not giving up, it helped me have that no quit and not give up personality. Because I was like, you know what? If God can do it for anyone, he will do it for me too. And no matter if you're helping one person or, you know, 5,000 people or 10,000 people, if you're helping one person and bring him into the kingdom of God, you're making a difference because that one person can go help another person and Amen. that person can help another mm -hmm. person. Yep. And it's like a chain reaction. And also to see the loyalty of my father, to stick, stick with it, even though when a lot of other people would have given up knowing the loyalty and the love of Almighty God. And I just fell in love with God even more, how he worked through my dad, how he's worked through me. And I know that he doesn't fail. And I don't want so many people to know that. So many pastors that are struggling, so many pastors are just because of their congregations, because of different things. And because, you know, people want to control. People want, well, pastor, don't say that. Pastor, don't say that. You know, and they, they, have, they have what they want. And I just say, you be bold in what God tells you, and he will bring the ones that will listen. So the increase is up to him, not us. Exactly. He's the one who brings people in for sure. I've recently seen my sister over there, her business. She's a chiropractor. In the last couple of years, her business has exploded. She's six months out now from having, like, clientele. And that's a, that's a sign that God's working through her. So, well, it's God's business. It's not mine. Yeah. That's what I always say. It's yeah. God's ministry, not mine. Labra, a question about anything regarding health. Just, anything regarding health. Yeah, yeah, because I think the church is kind of messed up on that. Yeah. How do you keep your, your temple and yourself to fulfill the tasks, you know, doing all of these things, going all these places? How do you, what, like, habits do you create? What have you taken to really support your temple to do that? Well, I will tell you, I've been physically attacked, you know, just even today. I mean, the thing is, like, he's persistent, guys. But one of the things I always do and I always say, I am free now. Amen. I am healed now. Jesus has already done it. I don't have to wait for him to do it again. By his stripes, I'm healed. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I start fighting for my body. I start fighting for the peace of my mind. Because the enemy really wanted me. The one time I went to the Lord, and I said, Lord, I'm tired of my body being broken. I'm tired of so many things being wrong. Yeah. And he said, Julie, your body isn't broken because I am the one who has healed it. I'm the one who's made it whole. So now you have to see that your body is whole. You have to see that your body is blessed. Call it blessed. Call yes. it redeemed. Call it set free. Call it made whole. And they reminded me by the woman with the issue of blood. She kept saying, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And so a lot of the times our enemy has our words. And when we say, I have a certain ailment. I have this problem. I have this problem. We are giving our adversary authority to keep that I have in you. You don't have those things. Satan is using those things to steal your healing. Your healing is already yours. He's trying to steal it from you. And so I want to see everybody to know that God is on the throne. Jesus has already set us free from the curse of the darkness of this world. And we just have to start believing in that freedom more than we believe in our sickness, more than we believe what our body's saying, more than we believe what our minds are saying. We are free now. And I love the fact that people will say, God wins, we win, we are free, and God is in control. Yeah, I tell people all the time, you can't be delivered from your friend. So what have you made your friend? God can't physically deliver you from what you've given attached yourself to yes. yeah you, yes. the woman with the issue of blood could have actually held on to that there's a i think it's called the catharsis where you love your pain there's many women out there who they've endured toxic relationships and they can't seem to get away because it's almost like a stockholm syndrome where it's like they now are suffering because they can't move forward the woman with the issue of blood was like 
I will do anything to get rid of this, including break the law. It was against biblical code for him to, for her to be in public because of that issue of blood. She's, she's breaking Levitical law. Yes. And then on top of it, for her to stretch out and touch Mm -hmm. Rabboni, teacher, rabbi, for him to touch just the hem of his garment, that's a sin because she knew she was unclean. Jesus' response is just phenomenal. He's in, there's hundreds of people around him and he's like, who touched me? And all the disciples are like, there's so many people here. How no, somebody actually touched me with intention. Somebody touched me with faith. faith. Somebody touched me. They were not being, like I've seen people come up and they're too scared to say hello to General Flynn or something like that. And then I've seen my mom who's so confident. She's this little Hispanic lady who's only 5'1". No security guard. Your security guards, if my mom wanted to give you a hug, <laughs> she will go past your security guards <laughs> and hug you. It's kind of scary. But that's the kind of confidence that the father displays yes. when you when you really want it. Yes. And I hear that in your voice. Yeah. You get this kind of like mad sound. Yeah, I do. I like, like the, it. The, Never the, leave. Authority. It's like you're mad at the devil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no I no am. if about it. You are mad at Oh, him. I tell everybody, I said if my neighbors <laughs> heard me talking, I am blowing my shofar. I am yelling at the devil. I'm literally out. I mean, I because you know what? If I'm going to discipline my children, I'm not going to do it like Oh, stop doing that. It's like mm-hmm. I get that mom voice. Everybody knows that mom voice. Yes. When mom yeah. the enemy knows I'm not going to put up with you. You are not staying on my body. And it's like if you use that authority of God because you know that God is backing you up when you're speaking his word. Yeah. So and good. I do believe when the, the whole chosen, when they did that scene with the woman with the issue yes. of life, that made me cry so much. Yes. The man by the pool of Bethesda made me cry over and over and over again because it was the love of Christ, but hers especially because she had that faith. If I could just touch it, if I could just touch it, if I could just touch it. People need to know that. Yeah. God is right here. If you just so believe, if you just hold on to the fact, and you say, she kept saying, that was the difference. She said over and over, she said, she said, she said. She had that faith. And she kept saying, if I can just do this, yes. God is saying, I want to see more of my children like that. Amen. The three the three, three greatest stories in the Bible are like, A, he goes to the woman at the well. Yes. A woman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Reveals himself. Literally says, I am the son of God. Reveals, uncloaks himself. He's no longer Clark Kent. He's Superman to the woman at the well. So girls one, boys zero. Okay. Then, <laughs> then the second first is he's, he's, he's literally anointed for his burial by a woman. She realizes, I'm here to anoint your feet. First, another one for the girls. Then the last verse, which is really important. The first one to get to his tomb and see that it was empty. A girl. It's like, don't ever discount the ladies. That's right. There's there's hundreds and hundreds of stories of how Jesus interacts with the people. Well, I want to tell everyone, please check out JGM International dot o-r-g j-g-m international dot o-r-g you can also find her on rumble which she is declared in jesus name is a growing platform i like that some people are like i can't seem to grow on rumble it's because you haven't yelled like julie you gotta yell you gotta get mad like you gotta use the authority call the increase because god's the increase say it say it is the increase well thank you so much for being with us and uh i appreciate you we're gonna we're gonna watch and do more 2024 we only got 326 days till November 5th. So let's push hard. Well, I'm Gabe Blomgren. This is Church and State. Thank you for being with us. God bless.
Welcome to the fire.